This is Kirsten Barrington-Hughes with the Carolina Film Community talking to you from the wonderful Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. And today I'm excited. I have Kelly Hinman, who's an actor, a veteran actor, and actually also an acting coach. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kirsten. How are you? I am well. All the better for having you with us today. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming to share your expertise with us. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I was so excited that you came to speak with us at the Carolina Film Community the other night. And obviously, we're great, uh, grateful when we get great speakers to talk to us and so on. And I just wanted to share some of that with our listeners around the world that couldn't be in the room. Sure. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit. You have a, a very long list of IMDb credits, and um, you've done so many great things. Tell us a little bit about your career. Uh, well, uh, I actually had been acting in college. I got a degree in psychology, and uh, I was actually headed off in a totally different direction, law school. And uh, But I had an opportunity to go uh, work at a dinner theater in Aspen, Colorado, and that pretty much changed my life because I went and you know made some money, had a great time, and then realized that, uh, that I did want to pursue uh, my acting career at that point. And and there was a good friend of mine who had uh, studied with the American Academy in New York. And I said, you know, I know I need to study. Where should I go? And he said, well, if I could do it again, I would go to the, to the neighborhood playhouse. So I said, sure. Wrote him a letter, you know, back in the days before we had we could go online and check it out. And got an audition, uh, went to New York. And they said, yeah, come out in the fall. And so I, that's kind of started that. And I uh, started teaching, excuse me, started uh, studying with uh, Sanford Meisner, who was actually, if uh, uh, I won't go into a lot of the history of the American acting movement, but it all kind of came out of the, the group theater of the early 30s. And he's the creator of the Meisner technique, right? Co uh, correct, yeah. He ran the neighborhood playoffs. He joined the staff in the, in the 40s, and he was there until, um, I want to say, 19, uh, 1990. I believe, because uh, obviously he's no longer with us, but I studied there in uh, 80 to 82. I was a graduate. And it was uh, it's a wonderful program. It was highly competitive, and I was, uh, it gave me a wonderful technique that I've been able to use all these years and kind of have a, uh, kind of a practical understanding of it. Now that I've had a, a lifetime of, of acting, I mean, Meiser said, you know, acting is easy. It just takes a lifetime to learn it. And, and, it, <laughs> and it really has. It's been that way when I can look back on, okay, why did we do that exercise? Why did we do that? I look and say, oh, that's why. If that's you had to why. tell someone at a cocktail party three things that kind of epitomize the uh, the Meisner technique in a short in a nutshell, what would it be? Uh, first of all, the first uh, exercise is repetition. You, you know, you hear it, you know, not parodied, but you know, succinctly said. You know, you're wearing a blue shirt. I'm wearing a blue shirt. You're wearing a blue shirt. It's basically it's uh, focusing on listening and answering. You know, I said acting can be very simple. It's just difficult to learn because you have. Uh, you know, it's listening and answering and then really doing and being specific. If I could say that's what it would be, listening, doing, and, uh, and practicing and, and, it again and, and, and again. And being present, being present. That's what it is. And that it's a method, uh, it's a technique that really translates lates well to film because uh, in film, oftentimes you, you know, you have close-ups. You don't need to show a lot, but you do need to be present and you need to be full and you need to be all of those things that – that translate well to film. How uh, much of acting is reacting? Uh, 
you know, at least half, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you listen. And uh, one thing I think the technique does really well is that instead of getting having the attention upon yourself, it's on the other person. Right. Um, you know, one of the first mistakes, I guess, of an amateur actor, you walk on stage or get in front of a, a camera and you think, oh, my gosh, it's me. What am I going to do? And you, and you freeze up. But immediately you, you train your eye to look at the other person, take them in fully and respond. And, uh, and, and in its simplest terms, that's what it is. It's, again, it's, it's quite simple, but it's difficult to learn. Just back to your career for a second. Uh-huh. I see that you have a credit for the Fantastics, which oh. I've seen in New York at the Snapple Theater. You were at the Flat Rock Playhouse in North Carolina. What did you? Who did you play in that? Uh, Tell me well, you weren't the wall. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, it's funny that the Fantastics. I said it really kind of epitomizes the uh, the acting profession for men and women. You know, men. You start out. I, I actually, when I was in college, I played uh, the boy Matt, and then uh, later in New York. I mean, in uh, Los Angeles, I uh, did it. Uh, in Hollywood, I played El Gallo. And okay. then, and then recently I played Bellamy. I mean, you know, in a few years I'll be playing the old actor. So <laughs> That's there's so many. Whereas women, there's the ingenue, Louisa, and maybe the mute. So they 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 don't have as many opportunities. But for me, absolutely. I mean, so I you know, I love the play, and it was great to be able to jump into that role. I do love that play too, and the songs just stay with you. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of uh, singing do you like to do in your parts? Uh, well, you know, my, my training, uh, I, you know, not only acting training, but I, I studied voice for, for years. I, uh, I studied when I was in college. I studied uh, professionally. Uh, later, I've done a lot of musicals. I, when I, one thing I tell actors is that, you know, as many skills as you have, you try to expand. Uh, you try to do as much as you can because that's going to guarantee your employment. You know, there's voice work. There's, there are musicals, there's film, there's stage, and the more skills, the, the larger your skill set, the, the better you have a chance to be employed. Right. You know, the other night uh, you showed our community, the Carolina film community, mm-hmm. a great video of you and your longtime friend and fellow actor, Brian Cranston. I, I got to say that I think Breaking Bad is a masterclass in acting, and I think, uh, you know, he's obviously just at the top of his game and, and such a great uh, role model for so many people that really want to learn sure. their craft of acting. Um, and you had some tenets of acting and what it really, what it takes to be successful. I think there were four tenets. Yes. Can you go through those with sure. our listeners? Yeah, yeah. Brian, uh, it, it's something that's that's fairly well known, and but Brian really elucidated it. Uh, uh, elucidated it, I can speak clearly, <laughs> uh, quite well. Uh, he said, first of all, you need talent. You know, you because when you get an opportunity, if you don't have the talent or you don't have the training, then it's not, you know, that's, you know, you, sometimes you just get one shot and that's it. Uh, but you do need that and that because everybody out there, everybody who's working is good. Uh, then you need uh, perseverance. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm going to give it a year and then, then go on. If this is what you want to do and this is what you're committed to doing, this is your passion, then you must, you must persevere. It, it's, it's your life. You, this is what you've – You prioritize what it. Yeah, exactly. You, that's what it takes. And then also it takes patience. You can't get impatient. I mean, it can be, there are some times you can have uh, you know, audition, say, oh, I need this, I need this, and then, and then you, you become impatient with yourself. It's, it's a process. You can't get ahead of yourself. You make the most of every opportunity, but don't become impatient. It's, it's a lifetime process. Do you think patience, impatience kind of breeds desperation? Exactly. And okay. as soon as you walk into a room 
you go and and you're you want that job so badly that you know most directors or producers will go oh my gosh you know no I don't want that I need somebody who's confident quietly confident right. that they can do the job and then the last thing is luck that's something you can't control and and it does to have a sustained career like Brian has had he he admits there are lucky things I know I mean, I've known Brian for you know over 25 years and he's always working. He's always make even when he's not getting paid for it early on. Uh, he was always trying to do things: writing, producing, directing, acting in every play, everything he could. And 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 that's what it takes. But and the element of luck, which you can't control. Uh, he related the story about when he was uh, he was uh, doing this film that he had written for his wife, uh, shooting out in the desert, uh, called Last Chance, and. He had come into town and he was doing some editing and uh, he had a last second audition and his agent had asked him, do you want to go in? He said, sure, I'll do it. And it was for X-Files. And it was uh, it was an episode that Vince Gilligan had written and, and Brian did such a wonderful job. Vince never forgot him. And then when Brian had the chance, what, 10 years later to uh, audition for uh, Breaking Bad, he saw the script and it was brilliant. And he went in and he had his ideas. This is what he wanted. This is how he saw the character. And he and Vince had obviously a, a wonderful meeting and audition. And Brian had the part from there. I mean, Vince had him in mind. but I was going to say, that might not be luck. That might be back to the talent thing. <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, true. That, that, and that's one thing that's essential. You need all of those ingredients. And, uh, and luck is just something, you know, some people say you make your breaks. That That is true. Sometimes, uh, but I know so many talented actors I've worked with over the years. You say, well, what happened to them? Well, they're still good. They just maybe not – they're not getting those breaks or things did not happen that way or that pilot they did just didn't hit. And it's a it's a series of events that you can't control. But it, as long as you're in love with it, and as long as it's your passion, you know I'll, I'll do it. You know you do it for free. I, there's a wonderful quote from uh, oh um, oh I forget Morgan Freeman. Yes, I saw it the other day, and he said, you know, even if I weren't, he said, this is the only thing I I can do, and it's, I'm fortunate I'm getting paid for it. I'm paraphrasing, mind you, but he said. But I would work in a, a theater for free because this is what I love. Right. Exactly. We just had a writer in that said, look, writing, you know, it's basically writing is in his blood. He has to write all the time. Sure. Whether he gets paid or not, he's going to be writing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a discipline. All the arts, so you need that. And, and unfortunately, sometimes acting is looked upon as in some ways the laziest profession because it's hard to, to know if somebody's a good actor. You can tell. But like for a dancer, they walk into a room for an audition. You can tell if they've trained. You can look at You can hear someone sing. I have so many auditions I did in New York and you would go and they would just, they just want to hear, hear an arpeggio and that's it. They can tell from that if you're good, if you're trained. And so for actors, it's, uh, it's less apparent but it, it, it does – it it is clear the more you go along you go oh yes they're trained they know what they're doing and uh so it's something that um that it, it's a commitment and it takes that kind of commitment and discipline tell us why you love acting ah uh, that's a great question uh you know it's something that i i'd always done i'd never considered it <laughs> early on that it was that it was a wise career choice. You know, there were other things. Uh, I thought, well, psychology, uh, you know, going – I was a, you know, I was a social worker. I was a counselor for a while and then that was early on and then I said law school was something. And 
but I always loved it. It was always in my blood. And uh, you know, and, when you're at the dinner theater, was it the applause or was it the no, uh, part of a crew and a cast? Uh, you know, it, it, it's all of those elements. But there's something inherently satisfying. Yeah, I mean, yes, you love the applause. I'm not going to say I don't. But there's something about the process. It's, it's self-expression. I mean, why does why does a painter paint? It's it's part of your self-expression. If you you know you make a lot of money from your paintings, that's great. That, that's wonderful. But that's not why you do it. I, I do it because I, I I love it. And and it's 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 a kind of world that uh, I've been able to you know rub shoulders, work with all kinds of of people that I respect and. Uh, and I have I have great stories, so uh, it wasn't you know it's it's never it's never economically uh, stable. I just put it that way. It never is. It's always an up and down. But I think if you're struggling and working at something you really love, then you it doesn't matter. I'd the struggle's it. worth it. Yeah, the struggle's worth it. I mean, it'd be better if you didn't. <laughs> but I I have to say, no, it is part of the process. It, you have to do what you love. And that way you're willing to do other things to make enough so you can pursue your passion that it makes worthwhile. I think if you're always – if you have that goal, then it's something that, that's inescapable. You – it it drives you. So, yeah, there are so many aspects of it that I do love. I mean, I, I love teaching. I, I love right. being able to impart that. And I, and uh, but it's 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 kind of the whole package. So tell me, um, we have a, a I believe this rich and thriving uh, community of talented totally talented people in the Carolinas sure. uh, that make film, right? Whether it's actors or directors, producers, writers, we've got it all here. And I know that you moved from is it California to Asheville? Los Angeles, yeah. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the decision to move and then also how have you found that move to be for you in in relevance to your craft? Well, uh, it's interesting. I we I met my wife uh in New York and uh we met in an acting class and then we moved to Los Angeles. Actually, I followed her. I I would some things were happening for me in New York. I had a great agent. I got there, you know, something I'm ready to start over. Sometimes you go, you know, I've, I've done what I can. I see the road here, but I need to move on. And uh, so we were in Los Angeles for 17 years. And, you know, we, I was with a great company. I got to work steadily. And uh, and then we realized, we well, we have two kids. and uh, But we'd always lived in an apartment. And I thought, I would like to have a house. I grew up in a, you know, small town in Mississippi. I, you know, I, I see the benefits of living in an area where you have a house and you have that sort of thing. It's, yeah, I think it's a good environment You're for You're picturing kids. the kids running around in the yard with other kids. Oh, yeah. And- oh, yeah. Exactly. And so it was kind of a decision. Where could we live where we could possibly continue to practice our craft and be happy and live in a beautiful part of the country? And we'd visited Asheville years ago. And uh and decided, you know, this could be a place. We had some friends who had moved there, and we went and visited in one weekend. And so let's just take a look at some houses. And then some one house just popped out at us and said, we can live here. So we actually, <laughs> we actually, you know, made the down payment on the house uh, without a job there. And uh, my wife got the, uh, a teaching position at uh, Montreat College, and she's probably one of the, the best actresses and uh, directors I know. And she's teaching this small college in Montreat. And what's her name? Uh, Callan White. Okay. IMDB her. She has uh, extensive credit. She's working in theater. She actually is uh, opening in uh, 
a production of Annapurna at North Carolina Stage, which is a small equity theater in downtown Asheville. Asheville's uh, such a gem of artistic and creative people, just nestled there in the beautiful countryside. It's such a it's a great part of the Carolinas. It really is. It is, and that's kind of what drew us to there. We realized, can we still practice our craft? And and we did. And uh, kind of as a Maybe it's the reward of going, hey, we made this decision, we made this commitment, and we our kids have had a, a great education, and our, our son's a junior at uh, Wake Forest. Our, our daughter is still a junior in high school. She's actually playing the witch in the, in the upcoming production of Into the Woods at, at her high school. And, uh, and then suddenly, as I you know, you're you're looking at all things you can do. So I pitched an idea to a local producer for some show, and he says, eh, you're not. I don't really want to do it." He said, "But you might be right as a spokesman for this local bank." I said, "Okay, sure." And I did the spot and uh, got an agent, sent that to uh, an agency here in Charlotte, and they said, "I'll work with you." And then the last several years, I mean, I've been doing theater pretty steadily at, at Flat Rock and North Carolina Stage, uh, Southern Appalachian Repertory Theater, and then um, and then. Some good movies. I had the uh, the last of Robin Hood. I had a nice role in that. I got to work with Kevin Klein. Uh, I also did uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting, which was I have a funny little part in the middle of the movie. I got to work with Dennis Quaid, and so uh, there have been a lot of things that have been uh, serendipitous. I have just just didn't expect it, but uh, and it's I'm most grateful for the opportunities. I'm assuming you would uh, prefer that the tax incentive didn't go away a lot a week oh, ago. Oh yes, oh yeah. I sometimes I go well. I the decision of the administration and, and legislature is just baffling to me. I mean, be honest. I don't know why you would do that if you're pro business because the film industry creates more than it takes. It really does. All the peripheral. Businesses, you know, hotels, food, lumber shops, dry cleaners, everything, everything. And it really generates. And plus, even tourism does so much. I mean, you know, the Hunger Games shot outside of Asheville. Of know, tourists come to see where it was shot. Of and course. So it, it's um, and a lot of things are moving to Atlanta. And, uh, you know, they, they create the incentives there. I mean, North Carolina has a great rep. I mean, they have they have the beautiful studios in Wilmington. You know, Charlotte has, has its own. Plus, we world. have every topography that you'd want to film. Absolutely. And there still are things going on. But there is a migration. It's kind of like an education. You know, you don't treat your teachers well. You don't create that atmosphere. Teachers leave. Are you planning so, to stay, though? Oh, yeah. We're here. Yeah. Th- th- this is our home. And uh, so, no, I, I think... You know, things can change. You know, you can you have elections coming up. You also have, you know, sometimes people uh, come to their senses and go, wait, this is not working. So let's let's change. I mean, I, I, I give everyone a benefit, benefit of a doubt. You can you can change and realize we need to we need to get this because tax incentives. I know my uh, my sister-in-law runs the uh, Austin Film Society and uh, and they have great incentives in Austin. And, they do. And, and Louisiana. I know in uh, uh New Mexico, they had that. You know, where Brian was shooting uh, Breaking Bad, they had great incentives there. So that's the industry will follow where the incentives are. So you have to create that atmosphere. And and then there's a great infrastructure here in North Carolina, and I would love to see it continue. It's not that all the work is gone, but it it it's not being helped by that sort of situation. So I, I would love to see that. You know. We come, definitely come have around. the talent. We have the Absolutely. topography. Like I said, we have uh, just so much to offer here. Uh, we just would love to see film continue to thrive. Let me ask you more about your coaching. Are you actively coaching actors now? Yeah. Well, actually, what I've done, I've established um, 
a studio, which I'm just starting in the next uh, couple of weeks, starting classes. I'm teaching uh, Meisner. And what's Te- the name of your studio? Well, actually, I, it's just just me, Kelly Hinman. But uh, I'm uh, the space that I'm using. So it's a wonderful space. I'm very glad that I've uh, become a part of this. A group. It's called Seeds or A Hundred Gardens. It's in in Noda on East Thirty Sixth Street. It's a fourteen thousand square foot industrial space, and it's uh, occupied right now with. There are several gentlemen who have these wonderful projects. So what I say, 100 Gardens is uh, sustainable uh, hydroponics. There are There's a 3D printing all within the space. And they've built me a space. It's a wonderful room, which is perfect for Meister because it has a door and has all the things that you need for, for our basic exercises. In that space, there's also a larger space in there that I can use for scene study. And uh, so I'm very excited with this And NOTA is uh, short for North of Davidson, which Correct. is in Charlotte, North Carolina, for our international listeners here. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to be up and running very soon. And uh, if someone next two wants, weeks. Yeah. Oh, next two weeks. Yeah. If someone wants to train with you, where yeah. do they go to find out more? Well, should they go through uh, your, <laughs> your no, no, website? No, no, uh, You go no. through your website or, or Facebook page. What do you have? Uh, actually, uh, probably the best thing you do, I if I can put my email out there, that's what that's, Perfect. Uh, that's safe. Okay, it's a K Henry. H-I-N-M-A-N, so first letter K for Kelly, H-I-N-M-A-N at Mac.com. I'm a, I'm a, we're all Mac people in our That's family. M-A-C. M-A-C, that's right, at Mac.com. And just send, send me an email and say, I'm, I'm interested. I will have ongoing classes. The scene study will be Monday nights. It's just, it'll be rotating. It's, that's primarily designed for uh, more trained uh, working actors or, or certainly those who have the skills to to approach a scene and, and bring their skill set to it. Uh, but also, Miser Technique is for any level, any level of actor. I have people from all sorts of – I have I've had lawyers. I've had people who – Children? Children actors? Uh, you don't actually know. I'm, I'm, Just adult, I, I right? Have, I taught kids for years in Los Angeles in the school system. I was with the arts education branch, and uh, and we trained teachers to use arts uh, uh, techniques in, in the school system. I could talk for days about that, but <laughs> the um, – but no, at this point, really for Meisner, I do want adults. Uh, you can be as young as 18. And when I was at the Playhouse, I was one of the older people, and I was, what, 24, I think. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, young adults, but I all ages. I Anywhere from, you know, I would say 18 to – I'm, I'm not going to put a top on it. I mean, there are all kinds – there are all ages who can benefit from it. Fabulous. And, and it's because it's about concentration, freeing your instrument, and it's uh, – it's it's fun. There's a bit of a treasury. Now, if I can, not treasury. That's not that's not even a word, is it? Uh, the idea of practicing your skills. When you go to study uh, voice or piano, anything, you start out with scales. Well, in that way, we do have the. We start out, but it quickly changes, and you add new elements to it. And uh, but it's a solid technique. And then and someday something just kind of clicks, and all of a sudden you're in the fun part, right? I mean, it's like yeah, I mean, something twigs. Yeah, it, it it is even is fun from the beginning, but there it, but there is a concentration it takes. You sit down at the piano, and you're going to play the C scale. Well, that's fine, but I want to play. You know, I want to play the Pathetic Sonata. Well, you're not ready for that, but let's do this. And and so you have a solid. Techniques. So when you and you're do layering play, those techniques, yeah, exactly. You're for, for dance, you start out at the bar, you right? Know, you you know, even any sports. You know, you're you don't immediately play shortstop. You you know, shag grounders. You do all that stuff and make the throw to first. So you do that on a daily basis, and it's repetition, and it it, it grows, and suddenly you realize, oh, I can do that. I've yeah. heard you know, acting is a muscle, right? And you need to really flex it a Abs- lot. Absolutely, anything. I mean, when I wasn't. Um, 
I think at various times in New York or Los Angeles, and I wasn't working actively in a play, I would take a class because you need to keep your skill set sharp. Right. Because when that time comes, you, you need to be ready. One last fun question. Uh-huh. Have you ever been starstruck? I I think initially did. I When I was in the neighborhood playhouse, I had the great fortune of uh, – being able to hang out a little bit with Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman. And uh, uh, their oldest daughter, Nell, was my scene, my first scene partner. And so they were very gracious. And I actually, I got to spend, uh, I spent a weekend at their house and, you know, had dinner with just Joanne and Paul. And it was like, that was for me, even though they were the most generous, warm, giving people, I still, there's an element, I sit there and I look at him and I go, you know, you, I'm sorry, you have those most amazing blue eyes <laughs> and he's funny and he, he was. And, uh, yeah. And then, and then, of course, Joanne. I, I'm still Facebook friends with her. But uh, <laughs> there's that wow factor. It is. She has that voice too. That's just so that uh, tone and everything. That's amazing. Well, I I definitely encourage our listeners to to go to your IMDb site. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and also to email you about classes if they live in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. And I thank you so much for sharing your craft with us and um, we'd love to talk to you anytime you want to come in this is Kirsten Barrington Hughes with the Carolina Film Community and I've been speaking with Kelly Hinman, actor and acting coach at the wonderful Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina thank you Music composed by Sean Beck